0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Beefsticks Podcast.
1: On this special occasion, we look back, all the way back to the beginning of 2017. And then we look forward. A
0: time of myth and legend. Many will
1: remember it as the year that they remember like '69.
0: There was a summer. Me and the guys from school, we had a band, and we tried real hard. But then Jimmy quit, and Julie got married. I should have known we'd never get far.
1: <laughs> you should have known, you fool.
0: Pasty way you son of a bitch!
1: Fat you Mac! For too long. You sexy motherfucker. motherfucker.
0: Can't handle. it. Can't handle it. It Welcome,
1: folks, to the 4th Annual Beefy
0: Awards. Awards. Yes, the 4th Annual Beef Sticks Awards Ceremony, where we hand out some of the best and worst awards you will ever see to some of the best and worst recipients that we can find, or at least scrape up.
1: Yes, indeed. It will electrify yeah, it you like The Rock, who isn't on this list of awards. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kinda. It's a look and, we and we won't sh-
1: pull no punches like Sam Roberts over there. Fuck. Yeah, yeah,
0: we ain't we ain't getting on our knees and sucking any WWE <laughs> dick, alright? We're gonna call it how we see right.
1: it. Right. You, you want that kind of treatment from us? Put us on your pre shows. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, then we'll suck that quick as shit. I, oh, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't trying to doubt that. I mean, put us on there, man. We'll put you over. Whatever show, I don't care what it is. Some fucking backyard cockfighting event. Go ahead, you fucking put us on there. We're gonna, we're gonna put you over like Rover, baby. <laughs> Michael Vick's got a new dogfighting ring. We're there.
1: Let's <laughs> go. Well,
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well let's get right in let's, let's get rid of our uh, Let's get our sponsors out of the way Let's self promote some of our shit Get that out of the way We're not like some of those other podcasts Where like eight times throughout the show We're going to drop our shit We're going to drop our load Right away at the beginning Which is how I like to do it And then we're going to get on to the fun stuff
1: Hmm.
0: So I will What's start that? with letting it's... you know okay. Where you can find us and where you can contribute to our show. If you go to the GoFundMe page, that's GoFundMe.com, and put in the search bar Cloud Style Broadcasting, you can go there and make a donation to help support our parent company, Cloud Style Broadcasting. Now, we say parent company. Cloud Style Broadcasting is still owned and operated by us two sons of bitches. So you're helping us with Beef Sticks Podcast ever whatever other ventures we may come. It all stays in here. None of it goes to us. It's non-profit. Um, give a little, you'll get a lot. Trust me. Trust yes. me. Yes. You can also become a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash CloudStyle. And you can sign up for a monthly uh, donation there. That is CloudStyle, not CloudStyle Broadcasting. That is Patreon.com CloudStyle. Find us on Excellence Simplified. Com. Damn right. (laughs) Facebook.com forward slash Beef Sticks Podcast. You can talk to us. You can give us questions. You can let us know what you thought of the show. You can tell us what suffix. You can tell us what we need to do different. Promotions. We can do polls. Anything you want to do there. We put little trivia, tidbits, fun pictures, videos, all sorts of stuff there. Poll dancing. And uh, if you want to check me out on Twitter, it's uh, fatmac.com. What is my Twitter? Hold on a second.
1: ESP? No. Beef Sticks Podcast it's, CSB.
0: It's Beef Sticks CSB. There you That's Beef Sticks CSB CSB for cloud style broadcasting. So at Beef CSB for Twitter. Go on there. I'm trying to keep up on that more. I've been lax lately, but I'll get better at that. Find us. We're here to communicate with you. <coughs> if you communicate with us. I promise we'll communicate with you. Pacey?
1: Yes. What is that? Oh, it smells so good, like fresh cut vinyl and spray paint. Of course folks, I'm talking about monster wear clothing. You know, Christmas might be over, but it's never too late to buy your loved ones custom made vinyl decals and hockey masks painted to your specifications with excellence in mind. Monster wear clothing. Locally sourced right here in the state of Minnesota. Quick turnaround times. Excellent products. Check them out today. Tone Beast sticks podcast sent ya. Now let's get drunk. Yes.
0: But to get drunk, we have to go somewhere.
1: Yeah, I got to tie my shoe again.
0: <sighs> go ahead, tie your shoe. I'm tie really bad shoe. at this.
1: The best part is, Well,
0: he's tying his shoe, folks. If you wanna uh, support Beef Sticks or Cloud Style, you may come across some cool swag. Let me see if I can get it in here. Like uh, this, this Beef Sticks, Beef Sticks podcast shirt. You get it uh, personalized if you'd like. We got all sorts of stuff that's gonna be coming out. All you gotta do, let us know what you want. And uh, we'll be we'll be getting some swag out there. We got some events coming up, 2018. We're gonna get some swag out there. Swag.
1: Not that hip hopy swag though. That swag that you want.
0: No. Now I'm in order swag. for us
1: to give you swag, we must get our swagger on. So we will take a trip to the refrigerator.
0: Refrigerator. Why do I love you so? Because you hold my food and my beer, so you're my heart and soul.
1: Refrigerator.
0: <sighs>
1: that song is yeah. exactly the right length, man. That's beautiful.
0: It is. It's perfect. It's perfect. I love. I Perfection. love the vocalist, Whoever he is, we should find him. And uh, he's got. He's got a, a future in the entertainment business. Let me tell you what.
1: Yeah, we should definitely get him to do the Beastix podcast theme song.
0: Of course. I'm thinking of some sort of like a uh, murder rock anthem. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. My, my niece would love it, though. Shout out to Bizzle B. you, buddy. you, you, What you got over there? Thank you, buddy. Ah,
1: well. You see, tonight, for dinner, I dined on an excellent homemade dish. Pussy,
0: pussy! You dined on pussy!
1: Close. Not close. Goulash. So, if I'm eating goulash for dinner, you could definitely take a gander and a guess at what I'm drinking. And that is, a repeat, the final can of Surly Extra Citra Pale Ale. As well as a gentleman's whiskey, Black Velvet. Go out and get yours today.
0: Black Velvet <laughs> in a little smile! Well, I decided since it is our uh, 40th episode, I thought I was going to bust out my old friend... And I was gonna drink on another forty ounce. Oh, forty for actually, the forty! This one's actually two extra. It's oh damn. Popular. You were talking about but those two. Uh, I know it. Well I did I did a uh, Colt. I did Colt forty five last time. So I thought I'd do old English eight hundred this time.
1: That's really the only it, other forty there is, isn't it?
0: You know easy easy said it best when he said Old English eight hundred, yeah that's my brand. I drink it in a quart forty ounce or can. So, uh, here's, here's to you, Eric Wright, and, uh, um, yeah. I mean, I can tell I can tell you about it. It's got a bite to it, and it'll get you drunk, and it's cheap, but it's, it's not bad. It's not good, but it's not bad. It's got a nice bite, and, um, I, you know what? It, even though it's not good, I enjoy drinking these, and I don't know if it's because I grew up drinking these sons of bitches or what. But, like, the other day when I'd gotten a Colt 45 and I hadn't had one for so long, I was like, God, I forgot how much I actually really enjoy a good malt liquor.
1: Oh, yeah. It's good shit. It's smooth.
0: So here's to destroying this fucker before the episode's over. There you go. I got through my inherent vice
1: well before the show was done last week. I was proud of myself.
0: Got a big mouth on this fucker, so you gotta have a big fucking mouth to take it. Man. Take it all in. Take it
1: all in. Are you going to butt chug that shit?
0: Well, you know, I'm I'm used to you pasty So I I can I can open it up and you let a big one in. You 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 you've, you've, you've uh, uh got me into that. You you prepared me for that.
1: You've actually developed to such a stage where you could just open and close it on command. It's it's magical. It's a thing to watch. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll put that on the YouTubes one of oh, yeah. these days.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, folks don't know what it's like to get your your cock stroked by a throat <laughs> rub that Adam's apple up and down on it baby whoa son of a bitch man we got a lot to get into we don't know how long the show's gonna be it might be a half hour it might be seven hours we're hoping for somewhere in between 40 maybe. hours for 40 episodes it might, it might be. It just might be. But, you know what? Um, I think we start off with the annual Dix Awards, also known as the Beefies.
1: Yes, the Beefies. The most prestigious award in pro wrestling.
0: Just to piss off as many people as we can with why did they get that award?
1: What did they do, that? Well, if you got a problem with it, Join us in the comments. Live comments on YouTube and Spreaker. Become a part of the legacy today. On this momentous occasion. It only happens once a year. It's better than
0: Christmas. Yep. And it'll continue to happen. Pace, do you want to start us off with with, with the prestigious award?
1: Of course. And of course... Big Beef Sticks. People are like, why are you Beef Sticks? You're a wrestling podcast. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage, right? So the most prestigious award this year is the Macho. That's the Wrestler of the Year in the male category. And of course, the Wrestler of the Year is none other than the savior of the last three months. The phenomenal AJ Shaw. I mean, Styles. <laughs> this time it's for Our real, folks.
0: <laughs> right?
1: Styles began you know, this year as the world champion, and although he lost the title in the Royal Rumble on January 29th, 2017, his reign was an impressive 140 days. Although he lost the title and went on to feud with Shane McMahon and defeated him in the match at WrestleMania, Styles then defeated Kevin Owens in a WWE Live event at Madison Square Garden on July 7th to capture the United States Championship for the first time in his career in a rare house show title change. That was a fun day.
0: Fun day. That was.
1: Every time they do that, I'm so sad for myself.
0: (laughs) for not getting out to those events.
1: <coughs> At Battleground on July 23rd, Styles lost the title back to Owens Smackdown Live in a triple threat, also involving a returning Chris Jericho, thus becoming a two-time United States championship all in the first half of the year. He then went on to revive the US Open Challenge, where he saw some of the best Raw <laughs> matches over the year. Then on November 7th, episode of Smackdown, Styles rescued the WWE universe from a boring and painful gender Mahal championship run claiming his second WWE championship and becoming recognized by WWE as the first title holder crowned outside of North America God bless you AJ Styles You were the savior yeah, yeah, Vince for, never knew he saving had Saving
0: us from the gender Mahal <laughs> just just that alone he deserves this I mean other than all the other accolades um, he didn't really he deserves, save us Ginger's gonna be the next United or, States champion
1: and that, that's that's the picture here
0: Right there's probably one or two other people and we had we had at least three people we were debating over but all in all when you actually look at his accomplishments and think of what he's done, and to be fair this was a pretty lackluster rough year for WWE and I think AJ Styles is one of the reasons it wasn't horrible yeah he really helped us through this 2017 yeah and gave us great matches with uh, John Cena and Brock Lesnar just to name a few
1: I hope that's not the last time I want to see AJ beat Lesnar like I know he could
0: And hopefully his uh, upcoming matches with... uh, Actually, the the Kevin Owens match on SmackDown was actually better than some of the other ones he's had. I've been disappointed with his Kevin Owens matches, but um, they haven't been bad. I just know they can both do better, you know? Yeah. So moving on from the macho, every man has his queen. And so the Elizabeth is our Wrestler of the Year female award. Everybody recognizes Elizabeth and Macho as the man and woman of pro wrestling. And although Elizabeth wasn't a wrestler, she kind of, she was the one that let women become stars. Women were never stars until Miss Elizabeth was there. So I think all women wrestlers owe her a, a, a debt of gratitude. And we picked the female of the year, another controversial pick, to be Alexa Bliss. Yes. Now there's there's arguments for others, but listen to us folks. You just hear us out. Okay, Alexa Bliss began this year as Smackdown women's champion Well, wow, I see a trend <laughs> And even defended it on the January 17th episode of Smackdown live against Becky Lynch in a steel cage match the first ever women's steel cage match in WWE history and um, I don't know if it was the first but a rare main event On Smackdown for women, maybe the first I I don't remember there was a lot of there's a lot of firsts for women going on this year So it's hard to keep track on February 12th bliss did drop the title to Naomi at Elimination Chamber On the uh, on the uh, February 21st Smackdown live though bliss defeated Lynch to capture the title for a second time after Naomi was forced to vacate the title due to injury thus making her the first two-time SmackDown Women's Champion all within the first two calendar months folks it's still February here okay after losing the title to Naomi in a six-pack challenge at WrestleMania so there were there were four other com- uh, competitors there she was shaken up so to speak in the superstar shakeup to Raw where she defeated Bayley to become the new Raw Women's Champion at Payback becoming the first woman to win the Raw and SmackDown's Women's Championships. Bliss dropped the title to Banks at SummerSlam, but eight days later, she won the title back from Sasha in the main event of Raw, becoming a two-time Raw Women's Champion. She's held on to the title since then, turning back challenges from Nia Jax, Bayley, Emma, and Sasha Banks. And Alexa Bliss is also the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion in history, holding the title as of today, which is December 28th of 2017, for 122 days. So, um, again, this is maybe a controversial pick, but I think the stats back it up. I think she deserves it. And that doesn't even include just how fucking entertaining she's been. Right. I, I am so, I mean, say what you want. She's a beautiful woman, but I take that with a pinch of salt. She is one of the most entertaining things on WWE right now.
1: You know, there's about three people right now who use a DDT successfully as a finisher, but I believe Alexa Bliss was the first of the three to, to use it in its full glory. Actually, again.
0: There's about six right now, but I do, I think you're right. I think Alexa Bliss is the one. If you include NXT. Yeah, yeah. If you include NXT. If you don't, then it's probably about three.
1: So, yeah, I mean, if so, she can resurrect a dead move like that and and have an amazing title run on both shows, like, uncontested, she's a perfect heel.
0: Who she is. adopts
1: she little blind baby pigs.
0: Who, who, yeah, by the way, is one of the most amazing and best people on Earth outside of <laughs> pro wrestling, and is just an amazing heel. She plays her part so well. So before we move on, Pasty, I think we should just let the folks know, realistically, all we did is we're going alphabetically through the roster. So AJ Styles just got the male wrestler of the year, the <laughs> macho, and Alexa Bliss just got the Elizabeth. We're just going alphabetically. <laughs> the next one's going to be Byron Saxton and Bailey. And um, it just goes from there. So you can just <laughs> skip ahead about you know, thirty minutes, forty-five minutes. All we're gonna do is run down the roster in alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, folks. If you're if you're stupid and believe that and skipped ahead, fuck you. But you're not hearing this anyways because you skipped ahead. Um, no, we actually put a lot. Of, we put a lot of thought into this. Uh, put a lot of research into what they've done throughout the years. Rewatching things, checking stats and debating amongst each other what's what's better and 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 what's worse and and this and that uh go ahead let's 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 keep going pasty all right coming up
1: next is the beef sticks official two piece the tag team of the year <laughs> folks and the tag team of the year obviously and stepping outside of WWE's roster goes to the young bucks the Bucks began the year as IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions, but lost them immediately at January 4th's Wrestle Kingdom 11, losing them to Rapungi Vice. God, I love them. Roppongi. Vice. Lights. <laughs> then in April, they won the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships in the main event of Supercard of Honor 11. 11. 11. It was a year of 11s. Defeating the Hardy Boys in an amazing ladder match that had the internet blowing up quite literally. Boop. At the War of the Worlds UK Night 3, Matt and Nick would tag team with Hangman Page to win the Ring of Honor six man tag team championships from Dalton Castle and the boys. This after having successfully defended the Ring of Honor tag titles, the Knights before against the addiction although they have lost
0: six man their six-man tag team name is just great it's just great it's the hung bucks yep (laughs) the hung Bucks. it's
1: wonderful and there's another million t-shirts sold (laughs) (laughs) right although they have lost the Ring of Honor Tag Titles to the Mortar Shitty Machine Guns mortar in October. Shitty. They go into 2019 as the reigning six-man tag champs. And not only that, but they're going to go into 2018 as one of the few superstars who can say they put on a 10,000-seat
0: show. Well, no, well, they're not going into that saying that, they're, but at some point they will be saying that, yes. Um... Because that is happening, and that's huge. I think, I think just alone their um their entrepreneurship. Right. I mean, you could almost make a, a whole other award just for that. But they'd win it almost every year. Them are Chris Jericho. Right. They've just they've turned the, the world upside down. When you're when you go to Hot Topic, there's Bullet Club shit everywhere. Bullet Club shit everywhere. It's it's fucking amazing. Young Buck shit. Um. I did find a Los Ingres Nobles de Japon shirt that I really wanted to buy, but didn't have the money for. You know what I found out today, Pasty? What? Maybe it was yeah. I found out yesterday. Los Ingres Nobles de Japon have the top have seven of the top eight best-selling merchandise from NewJapan.com. So from New Japan's actual website. Los Ingronoles de Japón has seven of the eight best-selling merchandise. That's crazy. They're super over. They are super over. That has nothing to do with Young Bucks. I just had to put that out there. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think this one's hard to argue. There are some really good tag teams in WWE, but none of them have really done anything great consistently. Right. I mean... Um... New is selling is pancakes
1: and and yeah. Young Bucks are selling millions of dollars of merch basically on their own.
0: Yeah, if this was just like the last half of the year, you could maybe argue Usos, but they didn't start out the year strong. Right. Young and then Bucks the bar have had the didn't year. even exist. The bar didn't even exist at the beginning of the year. So they're a fairly newer tag team. Uh, the Shield has, hasn't gotten a chance to fucking form the poor bastards. Because <laughs> everybody keeps getting fucking injured. So, I mean, yeah, it's... It's, uh... And, and there you go, folks. This isn't just a WWE awards ceremony. We got... We got people and things from all over the globe. We, d- we look at wrestling. We don't look at WWE. We're not WWE show. We're a wrestling show. And although WWE does, uh, um... Uh, Account for a majority of the pro wrestling. I ain't going to lie about that. But right. We look at everything. We still
1: appreciate it all. And and we, we definitely do. keep an eye on where the pulse is.
0: We do. And that being said, we got an award for the most over wrestler. Um, if somebody's listening to this and doesn't know wrestling terms, it's basically the most popular wrestler. The most over wrestler of 2017 by far was Penny Omega, the cleaner. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't go to a pro wrestling website in 2017 and not see some sort of article about Kenny Omega, whether it was a six star match with Okada, another six sta- uh, star match with Okada, a six uh, and three quarter star match with Okada, a five and three quarter star match with Naito, whether it was him maybe going to WWE for the Royal Rumble or him staying with New Japan. Um, his... His his feud with Okada, the upcoming match with Chris Jericho, the feud with o- Je- Chris Jericho, him becoming the very first United States IWGP champion here in the United States, in California, just a few months ago. This guy has been everywhere. I think everybody considers him, uh, a lot of people consider him the best wrestler not signed to WWE. I don't consider him that. But everywhere you went, People were talking about Kenny Omega. Um, AJ Styles, he'd go up and he'd go down. Brock Lesnar shows up for a cup of coffee. Kevin Owens is finally getting people to hate him. John Cena's here and there. Roman Reigns can't figure out if he's getting booed or cheered. I mean, I don't think there was any... To me, there was no other person in my mind that won this award other than Kenny Omega. Everybody was talking about Kenny Omega, the cleaner.
1: And up next, we have the most heated.
0: I love your insight there, Pasty. I
1: know. Yes. Well, you said it all. You said it all. He had an amazing year. I know. I... He, he's been a huge standout. It's Kenny fucking Omega. I mean, you really don't have to say more than that.
0: Definitely the end all. It says it in his name, Omega. He's right. the end. Some of these, some of these have had some st-
1: stiff competition, like the, like the two-piece. The tag teams, they had a lot of stiff... We argued over it for quite a while. Um, This one, it was hands down Omega. I mean, who else would you give it to?
0: And I think the one you're going into was pretty much hands down. I don't think there was a lot of deliberation.
1: (laughs) I do have a B-side that I guess we didn't really talk about too much, but I do have a B-side. So, going into the most heated... That's the most hated wrestler of the year. For all you non-Mark folks shilling your shuckles and your shucky-ducky yeah. quack-quacks on the street corner. after
0: me strawberry shmeggles.
1: Oh, I I loved the Good Mythical Morning where they did that.
0: that was it was terrible,
1: hilarious. but I loved it.
0: It was good.
1: <laughs> but, was of course, cool. the most hated wrestler of the year, and when you think about it, who... Stop could be more hated than the modern-day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal. Yes. Yes. Yes! Man, Jinder Mahal came back looking like a star. Actually, I think it was all in the span of this year that he was fired. Came back, swole as fuck, got a push and ran away with the WWE championship for what the last quarter of the months. year? 6 months, half, half a year.
0: The last half half of a year. The, year. the last half of the year.
1: <coughs> and you know in the beginning I kind of denied it and argued like he's not on juice. He just actually cares about being a good wrestler. <laughs> and you know over time the pimples got bigger. Spread all over his body and the nipples got the nipples. puffy <laughs> and the veins uh
0: were pulsating.
1: And isn't his hair like perfect, you know? <laughs> so soft and shiny and silky smooth.
0: Yeah, he um he really got everybody I mean, there, there's very few people that the internet can just completely agree on they hate. And he was it. When when you have an Indian descent man and you can't even fucking win over the Indian fans, <laughs> I mean, the Indian fans go gaga over the great Kali. The fucking great Kali. That man can't walk, let alone wrestle. And Jinder did not win over the fucking... Uh, the Indian fans. Now, it doesn't help that he's not Indian. He's Indian descent, but from Canada, where at least the great oh, was actually Canada, from Canada.
1: our home and native land,
0: modern-day yeah, the, the best thing WWE could do was have the Singh brothers represent India and denounce gender, and then have him accept his roots as a Canadian and go out as a Canadian superstar dressed in Canada and having the Canadian flag and playing Oh Canada as he comes out and shit. Didn't, uh, I Edge and Christian and them, Canadian didn't
1: they have a Canadian stable back in the day?
0: There well, was a Team Canadian... Canada. Yeah, Team Lance Canada. Lance Storm, uh, it was Lance Storm, Christian, who else was in Team Canada? Anyways, Team Canada, yeah.
1: Yeah, so just bring that back. Why not? When? it's we're in the generation of, of reboots so reboot the fuck and out he of doesn't
0: that. yeah and he doesn't need any extra people it can be ginder, his nipples his 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 <laughs> pimples that's team Canada right there uh, imagine his pimples on. all come
1: to life like chris Griffin's pimple right
0: moving no on, not moving
1: on because we got my b side too yeah. um okay go not on. only go ahead. Go ahead. not only is Jinder hall the most hated wrestler of the year. But on the other side and outside of the corporation, I think we could all agree that Sexy Star would be the most hated woman of the year.
0: Oh, you know what? I never even thought of Sexy Star. She would be an easy runner-up for this, yeah. I think she could have. If think, we would have given it more she thought, she could many have beat Jen. See, I don't think she has as many people hating her, but just because not as many people follow outside the united states or yeah. in, are more Me- are, are more japan than they do mexico but yeah if you were talking about insiders like people in the wrestling business she would run away with this fucking award you're oh, yeah. right
1: so i tip my hat to her on this award as the runner up
0: definitely i think it's worth saying that we don't have to talk about all the runner ups because they lost, they're fucking worthless. Yeah, you losers. Worth throwing some more fucking yeah, it's more it's worth throwing some more sand in the eyes of fucking sexy star because she deserves every little shit bit. You want to explain a little bit why she's the most hated for some folks who maybe haven't listened to our past shows or don't know what was going on with her? I would
1: love to, but I think you're more qualified to speak on the subject.
0: Uh, so basically, she legitimately injured another wrestler at a at a show down in uh, AAA. She put an arm bar on her and legitimately pulled and, and popped out of the socket, her fucking shoulder. Just wrenched back on it. I'm trying to think. Um, see, you said it, and I, I didn't have time to look it up. I can't remember who the uh, who the wrestler was. It was a wrestler for TNA Impact. Uh, And I can't remember exactly who it was, but it's, uh, yeah, she legitimately injured another wrestler due to personal reasons in the ring and could have broke her arm and could have ended her career. So when you step in those rings, you put your life in the hands of whoever you're there with. You expect them to take care of you. And the fact that Sexy Star went out of her way to not only not take care of somebody, but to purposely injure somebody. Is repulsive, and I know I
1: read something recently that she was at it again. I'm not sure the specifics on the story, but she was legit after somebody, and it pissed more people off. At least for a moment, it was a flash in the pan compared to the original story.
0: Oh, it was it was Rosemary is who she injured. It was Rosemary? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I forgot who it was. Rosemary. I wasn't prepared. I got a lot of names going through my head, but yeah, um, just just sickening, sickening, and uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that pasty because, we I mean this this list is going to take us a while, so we don't have to mention every fucking, ex, you know every runner up. But she deserves that. Yeah, she deserves I thought to be so. Called out I thought bitch so. that she, the cunt that she is, and I don't use that word fucking loosely. The cunt that she is. The
1: winner of the see you next Tuesday award. Sexy
0: yeah. star. Ah, maybe that's one we have to come up with next year is will see you next Tuesday award.
1: Right for the fourth annual Beefy Awards.
0: So the fact. Uh, um, so so we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Moving on. Happier, up. happier shit. And this one is the Slosh Award, and this one goes to our favorite. Drunk wrestlers, a wrestler that epitomizes our love of everything alcohol and beer and inebriation wise.
1: And if nothing um, better, the wrestlers we would most like to get drunk with.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? In future years, that's not to say it couldn't go to somebody who's a pothead or a fucking uh or an LSD head or shroom poppers. I mean, I mean, to most, to the most part, it's just inebriation. Who? who Who is a fun, inebriated, uh, entertaining? Who is entertaining when they're inebriated? And this one had a lot of maybes. I was going through and I was like, you know what? There's There's not as many fucking drunkards and users, at least publicly nowadays, as there used to be. We used to have Stone Cold Steve Austin. We used to have The Sandman. We used to have Scott Hall. We used to have a pile of people that just loved to fucking drink. But they don't do that nowadays. But there's a handful. And Pastey and I both said, you know what? We never see them drink on TV. But every time there's a podcast, every time there's an interview, every time they're doing a video, or just the stories they tell, there's always alcohol involved. And that's the good <laughs> brothers. Yes, Carl yes. Anderson and Doc Gallows. These two guys drink all the fucking time. They have so much fun doing it. The Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast with them on it. The Chris Jericho podcast with them on it. Just this year, those two are awesome. Oh yeah. I know on the um, on the Chris Jericho podcast, they actually have um, which Cologne is in WWE right now. Um, not Carlito. Um, what's his uh, Diego? Diego isn't that? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's one of the two. Diego Colon, yeah. yeah, Diego Colon. They have him there drinking with them on the Chris Jericho one. They're all getting sauced. They actually call up the legend Carlos Colon, the founder of um of WWC um World, Re- yeah, WWC World Wrestling Council. Sorry, I, I drew a blank there. Call him up. Who's his gra- Who's his grandfather? And they just fuck with him. And I would love to just go oh. out and drink with and fucking have, have a boy.
1: It sure be fun trying to keep up. I'm sure we could. It wouldn't be that hard.
0: I know I could. <laughs> I know I could. I don't know about you.
1: Oh, I just have to tap into the old pasty white. 2009 pasty white. I'm fine
0: as, I'm fine as long as we don't rip out any joints. That'll fucking knock my <laughs> ass off. <out. laughs>
1: You'll hold on to that beer. Hold hold that beer
0: That's That's the lush. I turned from a pothead to a lush. It's, it's, it's depressing <laughs> and sad, but true. I'm not the pothead I once was, but I am quite the alcoholic.
1: And I am the mirror image. But every once in a while I could tap into it, and I, I, I think we'd have a fun night with the Good Brothers.
0: Fuck yeah, we would. I bet Fuck we could yeah, get him yeah, into a would.
1: shower with some steak and laxatives.
0: You know what? This is a shoot. This isn't a work. This, this is a sh- I bet you we easily could get them steaks. The shitting, we maybe would have to trick them. <laughs> we might have to play some fucking tricks. But to shower with us and eat steaks, I think we could get them to do it. Because they shower with foods all the time. Right. You know, they're pro wrestlers. They're, they they
1: are. they're like and, the and last living steak. vintage wrestlers. You know, I, That's the way I look at them. Like... Ain't nobody like them that anymore.
0: But yeah, yeah, you don't get them like that anymore. They all play video games and uh, and just uh, and just make pornos. Right. You don't get the good old. I mean, the good brothers slops.
1: read a lot of books. We learned that on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> good brothers, good times.
1: you're
0: yes you're up next to me. I,
1: I, I got that son I was lost for a moment but I've regained my That's composure sorry. yeah right do I have composure Are you fucking kidding me get this guy out the podcast <clears throat> our next award goes to the hairy that's right, uh, the best facial hair in professional wrestling today! It's a shame we aren't more so in professional wrestling. That shit. Now, if you, you guys who had listened to the first annual Beefy Awards would know that in the past the awards have gone to such uh, fine facial hair aficionados, as the vaudevillains, but this is years later, a number of them, the fourth annual beefies, and the best facial hair of the year goes to Trent Seven, moustache mountain y'all,
0: don't call him mustache mountain for nothing, motherfuckers.
1: He knows how to give a mean mustache ride. Just give him a pack of chicken and about 350 and you'll find out.
0: And you know, this was probably the award I was most disappointed in giving out because in my head, I was like, pro wrestling has so many amazing hairy-faced fuckers that this is going to be a great one. And I went through and I was like, oh, everybody just has the same beard. Right, right. It's not that great. <laughs> so there was only a handful of folks it that had definitely like, facial hair. It
1: wasn't Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper, you know.
0: <laughs> right. There's only a handful of people, like, like any fans of my Fantastic Fables know my 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 logo, which Pasty White actually made up. Thank you very much. Yes. And the, my facial hair is recognizable. That's my facial hair that's on there. It's just a stamp of my face. I actually put my face down on a fucking scanner, and he scanned it, and then put it on there. No, we did that with your
1: pubes, bruh.
0: Well, we did do that also, yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> have pubes. That was my ass hair. I have oh. lots of ass hair, no pubes. Um, and there wasn't a lot of people where it stood out. But Trent, he has not only the really nice mustache with the curl that uh, uh Pasty and I like, even though Pasty recently uh, trimmed his down. And he has a a good beard on him, so he has both a recognizable stash and a respectable beard. I may have so, trimmed it
1: down. But I've got a strong mustache, and it's already almost ready to go back. I'm, I'm so like, what the you. fuck are you doing? Ah, we didn't get along for a little while. It, it would it curl back against my face and look retarded.
0: Mine does that. Mine does that. I, I had a spell where I quit taking care of him.
1: Yeah, yeah, of, but then um, you come back, and it's like he hates you even more and really doesn't want to work with you. And well, yeah. so I'm just like, you know what? Let me fuck yourself. The next generation will listen better. Selective breeding, folks. You have to do that kind of so, shit.
0: So Trent Seven, we give you credit. You uh, you actually take care of yourself and want your facial hair to be, to be a part of your act. And that's what we're looking for. Make your facial hair a part of your act. And he does it well. God bless him.
1: Yes. There were some other competitors such as Gentleman Jack Gallagher and... The other losers, but Trent Seven. Arnie
0: Skrull. Skrull has some good facial hair.
1: Mustache Mountain reigns supreme. Yes. Looks good on you, Trent.
0: And you know what? Just the fact that they had a team called Mustache Mountain g- gives them a head start. You almost have to recognize them for that, because we'll probably we'll probably never see see an official Mustache Mountain again for for quite a while. So, yes. I want and to build a
1: facial said, hair theme, I, theme park. I,
0: and we'll and have Sammy Mustache Mountain say, a ride. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sammy Zane would say yep.
1: Yep. You gotta get the arms in it. Yep. Yep. There's video going on. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. He doesn't do the arms anymore. He just stands there and says, yep. That's all he does. Uh, moving on, we have the Mick Foley award. I'm sure y'all can guess what that is. It's almost we almost called it the tooth in the nose award, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that is the hardcore match of the year. The lend me the your ear wrestler, award. The hardcore wrestler of the year. And uh Mick Foley definitely for our generation, I think he is the iconic hardcore yeah, wrestler. The
1: embodiment of hardcore.
0: So uh, that one goes this year. You know what? You couldn't give it to anybody in WWE. You couldn't. They didn't allow us. They excluded themselves. They took themselves out of the running. So this year, the Hardcore Wrestler of the Year goes to Jimmy Havoc. A lot of you folks listening probably don't know Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc is not only a really good wrestler, but he goes above and beyond. He is hardcore. He is extreme. He is whatever adjective you want to use to describe a wrestler who puts his trade before his body. He is the 2017 CZW or combat zone wrestling tournament of death winner. And he has had some of the most brutal matches this year. He became the first anarchy pro champion. That is a uh, heart that thinks CZW in the United Kingdom. It's a hardcore wrestling organization for, for British folk. Um, And it's not all tea and crumpets at a violent night. Holy night or violent night. Unholy night, which I love the name of that event at violent night. Unholy night. He beat drew Parker in an insane death match. Blood everywhere. Crimson masks were a must. Like it was fucking, uh, like it was carry on steroids. He also teamed with primate to beat war machine. For the WCPW tag team championships. It's hard to explain how great a hardcore wrestler is, so go on YouTube, search Jimmy Havoc, and see a lot of his ruthlessness. Cause this motherfucker will bleed just to see you smile. Right. And I mean if you want to
1: just see blood, watch watch CZW. They've turned out superstars like Dean Ambrose. And more.
0: Yeah, and more. How about Luke Harper, who was who was a uh, Brody Lee? Luke Harper used to wrestle in CZW.
1: I learned something new. There you go. I liked uh, Dean Ambrose's drunk match, where every X amount they had to take the shot, and the other guy kept throwing yes. it out. Yes.
0: Beautiful match. CW is a, a underrated perform uh, a promotion um, a lot of folks don't even know it exists it's, it's a, a, nice a good thing promotion. though because if they had too much uh, forward
1: momentum people would be trying to shut them down so much
0: yeah yeah or yeah they if, if they were commercial people would try to censor them um I'll tell you what if you want a glimpse of it don't even go on YouTube well maybe it's on YouTube but uh find the uh, Vice. Actually, I think it's on YouTube. Vice, like Vice TV if you yes. know Vice. Right? Yes, I watched know that. It's a channel, Vice. Yes, I um, Yes. <laughs> they have a documentary. It's a few years old now. They have a documentary about CZW. So just look up Vice CZW, I bet you you'll find it. It's extremely informative, very entertaining. I got a handful of uh um, DVD um CZW t- DVDs. I have a best of the tournament of da- death. I have a few of their uh, special shows. Um, it's good shit. It's good shit. It's um. It's some of it can be cringy. Yeah. Not yeah. of it's super hardcore. They, you know, it's kind of like the old ECW. They have some really good wrestling that doesn't involve any hardcore, and then they got some really super crazy shit where you're cutting the fuck out of yourself, and you know. They allow the fans
1: so, okay. to bring weapons they want them to use, and they use they, them.
0: They have, yes, they have matches called Fans Bring Weapons Matches, where the fans bring whatever weapons they want, and the wrestlers use them. They're not gimmicked or nothing. So if, if you're not into that, and a lot of people aren't, don't watch it. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you are into something different, something Fucking new, something check it out right now. Well,
1: Quit watching I'm... our show, and go check it out right now. <laughs> Oh. I'm kidding, don't go, we need the views.
0: We love you. Love you I love you Our
1: next award, and might I th- add quite possibly the least prestigious award on the board.
0: Definitely.
1: Goes to the multi-time Jerry of the Week champion who is now known as the Jerry of the Year! Who could it be? Is it Roman Reigns? Nah. He's done a lot of good. More good than bad this last year.
0: No folks,
1: is it—is it Bray Wyatt? No. No. Not even close. The Jerry of the Year award goes to... Byron Saxton! And I mean, Jesus Christ, if there was a Jerry <laughs> in the WWE, it would be Brett Byron Saxton. Nobody gets shit on more than Byron. Yeah. Nobody fucks it up more than Byron.
0: I honestly think Byron is a Jerry from, from one of the dimensions, <laughs> one of the infinite dimensions and innovative. I think he's the WWE dimension uh, Jerry. <laughs> I honestly believe he is. He has to. Be. He has to be. He has to be. Uh, just, just listen to any of his commentary.
1: I don't know why he's there.
0: Why are you there? Why? You know, I. At one point, I thought Booker T was as bad as Byron Saxton, but then I was listening to uh, what happened when with Tony Shabani, and Tony Shivani made a good point. Booker T might not be a good announcer, but he's the only announcer who's just being himself. He goes out there and he says the stupidest shit in the world. Shucky ducky quack quack Um, Which, well, yeah, by the way, he actually on Raw said, oh, he threw a right southpaw. Everybody (laughs) knows what a southpaw is. That's a left. So a southpaw is a left. A term exclusively saved for the left hand and he says he threw a right southpaw um but you know what Tony's right Booker's out there just being Booker as insane as he is he isn't trying he isn't putting on an act even Corey Graves you can tell he's kind of himself but he's trying to be the WWE announcer that McMahon right. wants him to be yeah the Booker T is like fuck it you can fire me today and I'll be somewhere else tomorrow I'm just saying what the fuck I want to say nigga <laughs> and he does it and that's Booker T so i have to get you know so i have to give some points to booker t for being himself where byron saxton is not himself and he's not a human he's a jerry he's a jerry he's a jerry
1: the jerry of the wwe
0: the jerry of the year.
1: Thank you to your con for your contributions to Beef Sticks Podcast and CloudStyle Broadcasting Adventures and Entertainment, Byron.
0: So now we're gonna talk uh something this is gonna be very controversial. I've said this about a few, but this is gonna be very controversial. But I don't think you can argue it. We have what we call our snap back of the year. Snap and do it. Snap uh, it to which it- will be our comeback of the year. Who came back? Who made a bigger impact this year than they have in the years past? Who rose above what they were and brought themselves to heights never seen before or not seen for a while? Of course that that honor goes to Kane. Nope. (laughs) Nope. The comeback of the year goes to Jinder Mahal, and I don't think anybody else can get it. He went from a virtual jobber. Um, He was he was in WWE a long time ago with 3MB. He got let go. He got brought back He was in the uh, Superstar shakeup or in the, the And he was a jobber he was losing left and right left and right left and right He left he juiced up he hit the gym he came back and he became WWE fucking champion for six months Headlining pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view this guy Like him love him hate him and shove him He made he He was at the highest he's ever been in his career and that went from a jump from jobber to to champion Not even mid Carter to champion jobber to champion Go ahead and argue Argue it. I want to hear the argue. Right. Uh, I think this I is don't...
1: this is a, it's it's a huge comeback story. And as much as he is the most heated person of the year as well, you got to give it to him. The man made a triumphant evolution and became what he probably always wanted to be when he set foot in the WWE all those years ago. Well,
0: of course, of course.
1: It's huge.
0: One day there'll be
1: a special about him and he'll be revered. Oh yeah.
0: He might even get his own DVD yet. You don't know. And the thing is too, I don't think I honestly don't think he's gonna get the championship again this year. But he's I would assume he's gonna be mid card now instead of jobber. I would assume he's gonna at least go for the US title. You know what I mean? He's in the he's in
1: the number one or the he's in that tournament for it. So, He's in the
0: tournament, yeah. Everybody's in the tournament. It's going to come down to him do and Bobby is, Roode,
1: and I, I think Jinder's going to take it because he just had the WWE title, and still Bobby Roode doesn't need a title. He
0: could. Ginder could end up taking it. And, and that's almost where he should have went. Exactly. I'd be okay with him being that. Or I'd built okay him
1: like in him. more storylines. They kind of did the same thing to him that they did with Roman Reigns. You think about it. Yeah. They're like, hey, we like you now. You're in the spot. And, you know, I was with it in the beginning, and nobody else was, it seemed. It was, and then, and then the longer it went on, the less with it I was.
0: Well, I, from the beginning, I said I was going to give it a chance. I said I didn't like it, but I would give it a chance and see what they did with it. And then, and then they didn't do any, or he didn't do anything with it. Somebody dropped the ball. Because right. it didn't work.
1: Honestly, I believe it's six months that AJ Styles should have had the championship, but shit happens, and WWE's kind of making up for it now, and yeah. Good on you, Jinder Mahal. I think you're the only person to make this list twice, which deserves an award in itself.
0: I would agree. I hope you brought the, the salt, folks, salt.
1: cause up next, we got the tequila shot. You need some salt, a twist think- of lime, because we're gonna have a really good time. What made the biggest impact in pro wrestling this year? There was stuff. There wasn't a whole lot of monumental stuff. There was some really good matches. But when it yeah, all boiled down any, to it, and after we were done screaming like, at each other for 45 minutes.
0: <laughs> there wasn't anything super big this year. This was a hard one because a lot of years, there's like the WWE Network going in, um, you know, Billy Corgan buying NWA or, you know, TNA going here or... Yeah, you know, the there was a lot of stuff in other years. There wasn't a lot of huge reverberating news this year. Except for one thing. We found one. We found one. One that,
1: uh, one that kind of rocked the world for a minute. I mean, we all knew it was going to happen, but when it happened and the way it happened, it made, I think, the largest impact this year. And that is Roman Reigns defeating The Undertaker. Undertaker laid down his gear and walked out, presumably to not be seen or heard from again. Except for now, we all know Undertaker's already confirmed he's going to be at WrestleMania. and Who just made a comeback at Raw? You can't see him. It's John Cena. John Cena! Cena! And I think this is it. This is yeah. that year.
0: And, and Undertaker is confirmed. Undertaker has confirmed <coughs> to be at the twenty fifth anniversary of Raw. The 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 one that's taking place in two different arenas.
1: Where the story starts. So he's already, I can he's already
0: coming back then. At least at, at least as a uh at least to talk. I mean Hopefully it's the scare and
1: torture John Cena. That's what we all
0: want to see. Tombstone. 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 Yeah, this one, you know, almost every How about Elias day, Samson Roman punching Cena
1: in the face, too? That was fun.
0: That was. Whenever Roman Reigns has been in a big feud this year, he's brought up the fact, either he or his opponents have brought up The Undertaker. Right, every time. Talked about it. And, you know, until it happens, we can leave twenty eighteen or 2017 assuming The Undertaker has retired. I mean, as of now, we haven't seen him come back. So it's huge. It's huge. And just the fact of anybody beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, or not uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania, it only happened once before, right? Right. Wow. Yep. Wow. all right we got another award and this is the botch award this would be for the biggest fail of the year folks get into your wrestling lingo so we don't have to explain everything god damn it (laughs) so the botch award goes to bailey and alexa bliss for the bailey this is your life segment and And almost, I'd lump in the whole feud maybe, but definitely the Bailey This Is Your Life segment. So during the segment, Booker T said, this is hard to watch. And um, that kind of summed up this whole feud. (laughs) Um, So Alexa blitzed it up during this segment. Alexa Bliss trotted out a bunch of actors portraying Bailey's old fourth grade teacher, a childhood best friend, an ex boyfriend. Um, she talked about her best friend was like, "Oh, we used to ask you to go out and do go to parties and go hang out and have fun. All you wanted to do was sit home and watch WWE Raw." So WWE kind of buried themselves by trying to say they were the uncool alternative to having friends and a social life. <laughs> so right there, they hit a sour note. It dragged on far too long. Bailey finally interrupted it. She let it go on too long. If this was a real, if we're talking about shoot, not at work. And let's say Alexa bliss is out there doing this stuff. Bailey would have run out right away and said, Hey, fuck this man. Put it down. She right. waited till the end. This whole fucking badly written segment ended with Bailey's two, or her ex and her best friend, making out with each other in the middle of the ring. <laughs> and this only led to a shitty kendo stick match where Bailey got the kendo stick, refused to use it, and Alexa beat the shit out of her with her own kendo stick. It really. The segment was neither funny nor entertaining, it did very little to enhance Bailey's role as the too-nice-for-her-own-good fangirl living out her childhood dream, and it didn't even help Bliss's role as the self-proclaimed goddess of WWE. It basically shit on both these two competitors. And shit course, on Rock,
1: her. This Is Your Life.
0: Yeah, yeah, the whole Rock Mankind segment, Rock, This Is Your Life, which was iconic iconic. And Alexa walked away pretty unscathed. I think she walked away, cleaned her hands of it, and went <laughs> on to better things. I don't think Bailey has recovered no, since. I think no. it has basically buried Bailey.
1: Yeah, how can her character ever, you know... Is, and
0: she's extremely talented, but,
1: God. It of sucks. She went from having done, matches of the year in NXT to, to being the botch of the year in 2017.
0: Yeah. And I don't blame let me clarify. Perfect example of sometimes
1: Bailey. it's better to just stay where you're at.
0: Sometimes. I don't blame Bailey and I don't blame Alexa Bliss. I blame 100% the writers and the producers and the directors on this. Right. So this is a botch by WWE's um, um, front of the office. This is not a botch on on Bailey or Alexa. Even though that's what the the botch is Bailey. This is your life. But well, this is a botch on the team that wrote it, directed it, and produced it. Not on Bailey or Alexa. I think they did the best they could. And I think Bailey actually did a good job at trying to save it pretty well. I think she did as good as she could have done. But uh it was it was in embar- that was one of the things where it's embarrassing to be a pro wrestling fan. And we moved this and one over it- for a
1: long time too, because there's some good legitimate in-ring botches.
0: And Yeah, you and I we we actually didn't come up with it until today as this being what our pick. Yeah, right? Yeah. It was today, wasn't it? It was
1: down to the fucking wire, man. Down to the down wire. It was down to the
0: wire. What's Cuz there are some in-ring like actual botches, like moves or segments that were fucked up, like uh or even uh, promos that were fucked up. Right. But this kind of takes the cake.
1: Kind of makes me want to make a, a quickly added uh, thank God award for the year, and that is thank God for the measles for saving us from Sister <laughs> Abigail versus the pumpkin. Sister Kingdom.
0: Abigail? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we could almost call this, ma- this award the Matthew Award. In in honor of Matthew from Botchamania. There you go. We'll talk about that. I like the botch, but, you know, good old Matthew. God bless him.
1: Up next, we have the match of the year. And, I mean, there's been some good matches. There's There's been some outstanding matches. And then there's been one legendary match. And of course I'm talking about the fabled Okada vs. Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 11. At 46 minutes and 45 seconds, the match was the longest in the history of the Tokyo Dome show. Dave Meltzer gave the match a 6 star rating. He added that Okada and Omega may have had put on the greatest match in pro wrestling history, folks. Had to get that out. And that it was the best match he had ever seen. The match was also praised by the likes of Daniel Bryan, Mick Foley, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and us here at the B-Sticks Podcast. Because holy shit. I've never Taylor seen so was. much give and take in a match. It was beautiful. And Nobody Taylor lost anything in that match. It.
0: it was... And it was the first of three. And it's hard to decide which of the three are the best. But the but first this was one you have to give the nod to.
1: Right. This was special. This was huge. And it impacted a lot. Of wrestling this year
0: yeah the six-star rating that Dave Meltzer gave it was the first six-star rating in the history of the the Meltzer star rating and boy
1: did it set so, the internet on fire
0: oh man
1: like Paige and Xavier Woods
0: <laughs> yeah you either you either loved this match or you thought it was it was it wasn't it was overrated just because it was Japanese this was just, I mean, I it, i don't know how to describe. But besides super back and forth, besides so many false finishes that you honestly think are going to be the actual finish.
1: How about the insane fuck. shit through the table and on the outside of the ring? Holy
0: yeah, fuck. You almost have to go and watch this match, too. I mean, it's hard to just describe it. You have to watch it to appreciate it. This is two of the best in the business. This may be the hottest rivalry of 2016 and maybe 2017. Yeah, yeah, actually 2016 and definitely 2017 because they had two more after this. They had one at Dominion, which Okada won again, and then they had one at the G1 Climax in which Omega finally won him, finally hit the One-Winged Angel. That was the one thing throughout the whole series. He could never hit the One-Winged Angel and he finally hit it. I mean, I'm anybody who listens to our show knows I'm a huge fan of storytelling in the ring. Neither one of these people speak English, but the story is so clear. When you watch this, you know what's going on between these two. And it sucks you in. The longest match in the history of the Tokyo Dome shows. Now, we call it Wrestle Kingdom, but it's been going on since the early 90s. And before that, it was just called the Tokyo Dome Shows. In fact, it originally started as a uh, collaboration between New Japan Pro Pro Wrestling and WCW. And they had a couple matches of that. And then it went on to its own thing as the Tokyo Dome Show. Then they started calling it the Wrestle Kingdom. So it's been going on more than 12 years is what I'm trying to say. This is Wrestle Kingdom 12. It's gone on more than 12 years. But um, in in that whole history, this is the longest match ever, and it goes by quickly.
1: Yeah, but you don't. It's an easy you watch. You don't
0: look at your clock. Yeah, you don't. Look this at is your the watch, match Wade,
1: where you if you got a friend or somebody who says wrestling ain't shit, you sit them down, and you have them watch this. They're, the forty five minutes is going to go by so fast they're not going to realize it was forty five minutes, and I think their jaw would hit the ground for that reason alone. It's high-octane, yeah. perfect storytelling, perfect give-and-take, brutal beatings. Like, holy shit, how did they put themselves <laughs> through this?
0: Talk about strong style.
1: <laughs> and I can't wait. Hopefully in my lifetime, somebody can top this match. I don't know that it's possible, but
0: we can hope. Hey, I'm holding out hope for Okada Naido. I'm thinking in my... I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So, moving on from Match of the Year, we're going to talk about Pay-Per-View of the Year. Not just any Pay-Per-View of the Year. WWE Pay-Per-View of the Year. We decided to separate these a little bit because each one's kind of its own entity, its own its own head of the Hydra, if you will. Yes. So, the first one we're going to talk about is WWE pay-per-view of the year. And this one, again, this is going to be pretty controversial. It's a ma- It's a pay-per-view that never existed before and isn't going to be around this year. It might not ever exist again. This may be the only time we've seen it. The, uh, the often laughed at title, Great Balls of Fire. Yes, folks, the pay-per-view whose logo was literally a red cock and balls. As much as we made fun of it, laughed about <coughs> it, and said it wasn't shit... It was the sleeper it,
1: fucking pay-per-view know. of the year.
0: Oh, my God. Nobody yeah, went into this right?
1: expecting anything. And... No, it... and
0: that... That might have gave it a little leeway, because, like, Wrestlemania, you expect the super heights, and you maybe get, uh, it was good... And this one you didn't expect a whole lot, and you got, wow, that was great. So we ended up seeing uh, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins in a pretty good match. It wasn't the best match, but that was pretty good. Then we seen the Cass and Enzo showdown after Big Cass had turned on Enzo Amore. We got to finally see them fucking duke it out. We had the bar defend their titles against the Hardys in a bloody... Iron Man match. You don't get to see blood much, and this was blood the hard way. Yes. There was no blading. They got busted open, but it was awesome. And it was an Iron Man match. It was a 30-minute Iron Man match, but that's okay. A 30-minute Iron Man match that held our attention. It was good. We got to see um Sasha Banks win the Raw Women's Champion from Alexa Bliss in a very, very good match. The Miz beat Ambrose to keep his IC title in a great match. And we got the infamous ambulance match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. This was replayed for weeks later over and over again. This was huge. This was a a big beat. This was the
1: night that made me look and say, holy shit, I like Roman Reigns now.
0: I think a lot of people did that for. Mm-hmm. And then we had Samoa Joe having probably the second best Brock Lesnar match of the year, and it was the best until AJ Styles faced Brock Lesnar uh, just month, just a month ago. Right. So a at the drop Brock of a Lesnar. dime,
1: <laughs> it wasn't a planned match. So Samoa exactly. Joe could have had the best Brock Lesnar match of the year if not for last I minute changes. It
0: it would have been Mahal, he would have had the best match of the year. So, I mean, this was said—this like said, was the sleeper pay-per-view of the year. Nobody expected anything. I didn't. I laughed about it all the way through that Thursday before when we were talking about it pasty. Yep. I was like, nah, 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 but nah. But as soon
1: as you sat down and <laughs> hit play, you were like, holy shit, this is serious.
0: Yeah, that next Thursday, I said, holy shit, we might have seen the best pay-per-view of the year. And I think we did. Yeah, here we I'm, are, I'm six months it later. Balls of Fire, the best WWE pay-per-view of the year. It
1: really did. It set a trend, too, throughout the rest of the year, where there were the, these pay-per-views, and we're like, I don't know, man. And then you sit down and you watch it, and you're actually entertained, and I like that. As much as I would rather have like some strong build-up into it, where I'm pumped and it doesn't let me down, that's still yeah, a good feeling. When you're like, I don't know, I might have to fast-forward through this, and then you can't take your eyes off of it. That is amazing. And, and, and yeah, you know Great what? Balls it of Fire be, set the trend it with this year. It might be the
0: year. best thing for WWE to not have a Great Balls of Fire this year, because it would probably suck. And so just let them have one, and let it be remembered as an amazing pay-per-view. Right. Because it's it does have a horrible title, and it does have a horrible logo, and just let the let the pay-per-view itself be remembered as awesome. You know? Don't sully it. Don't sully it.
1: You could maybe bring it back somewhere down the line if you're going to do the same kind of magic.
0: You could, but I'd say wait a while. Wait a good five years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even longer, I wouldn't mind. But, god damn, what a night. God,
0: god damn. God damn. Goodness god gracious.
1: damn. Goodness gracious. Great balls, Great balls of fire. Yeah. Yes, I do, sir. Up next, we got the NXT Takeover of the year. The NXT Takeover of the year, of course, is brought to you by WarGames. Yeah. You know, this year hasn't been as impressive as maybe the last two years in NXT
0: Takeovers. But this That'll night, the worst year for NXT for quite a while. Yeah.
1: And I, I think it's just due to talent being called up at wrong times and leaving the pool kind of questioning, you know. Who, who is the next big
0: thing? Agreed. And we Agreed. don't have that. Before, the
1: lines were clearly drawn, and there was a lot of big names on the show, and now it's it's, it's in this transition period. But when the announcement dropped that Triple H was bringing back War Games, holy shit, you know... This is something we've been talking about on the podcast since episode one. Oh, yeah. And a lot longer before that. This is something we wanted to see (laughs) return to the WWE. And the fact that it was on NXT TakeOver made it so much better. Because you knew it wasn't going to be toned down and bullshit because of the WWE main brand. (laughs) it was what they wanted it to be. And I know there were skeptics. You know, they didn't follow the exact rules of the war games. I was a
0: big skeptic. I was a huge skeptic. Until the night of, I was a huge skeptic.
1: But I mean, you had matches like Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream in an amazing grudge match. That put both men so over. It was conflicting styles that just came together in such a Perfect brilliance, and we we all saw it going into it. We knew that these two, just because they were such polar opposites, were going to have an amazing match, and we were not let down.
0: It was artistic, is the word I think of.
1: Yes. Ember Moon finally won the NXT Women's title after trying for a year or better. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, and, else the, and that
0: match had Kyrie Sane, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce. I mean, that was awesome. That was the vacated title, because Asuka went up to uh, she got injured, and then she went up to the main roster. It was a vacated title. And uh, yeah, that was awesome.
1: And then I also I fucking called it. My boy Andre Cien almost won the NXT championship in a hard fought and Back and forth match from Drew McIntyre, who I still hope yeah. will be brought to the main roster, so we can reunite the three-man band <laughs> and actually make something of them. They could be the they could be the stable that takes down uh, New Day. They could now. They could be. They could now, and I I highly believe that this next year is where we're gonna see the New Day kind of separate ways. They're selling pancakes. You ain't got much more to sell if you're selling pancakes. So...
0: I hope they don't. (coughs) I would love to see them be one of those groups that stay together for years and years and years to come. But yeah, I agree with you. I can see the writing on the wall.
1: Yeah. And Xavier Woods is in this United States Championship Tournament. And although I don't see him winning it, he still could. And I would be hype as fuck if he did. (laughs) You know? Right. Oh
0: yeah, I would too.
1: But obviously he's gonna have to overcome Bobby Roode and Jinder Mahal to get there. Not in that order. Because I'm kind of dyslexic sometimes and got it backwards, but I knew I was getting it backwards, so I got it backwards on purpose. Which makes me a bastard. (laughs) 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 And then, let's not forget about the fucking War Games match itself. It took people you, you... We couldn't stand before. Damien Killjoy, Grave Murder Ball Warrior yep. Blood Guts Muppet <laughs> and 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 Wolf and And it showed you what they could be.
0: And you loved both of them. Yes. Yeah, you fucking loved both Breakout of them. Breakout
1: stars of the whole fucking pay-per-view. I got my hats yeah. off to them. Cause it made a believer out of me. For the longest time, I thought Nikki Cross and Eric Young were the only ones from Sanity that deserved any recognition. They, they changed right? that for me that night.
0: <clears throat> People don't get it. People think like I hold grudges against certain pro wrestlers. When something like that happens, when there's two wrestlers, or, or a wrestler, any, anything, that I just have nothing for and I have no time to fucking deal with, and I watch a match and they make me love them, that is one of the biggest highs for me as a pro wrestling yes. fan. Because it's really, it's, it's not look, that you
1: hate them, it's just show me what you got, you know?
0: Yeah, and when they do it, it's like, oh, shit! Fuck! It's like, it's like... When oh, yeah, months we're going to get swifty right and It's like when you're jerking off for months with your right hand, and then, like, all of a sudden you decide to switch to your left, it's like, oh, shit! <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I That's what it was, and it was awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it had war games. I don't know. I don't have much more to say other than what you said, Loke
1: It was it was great. It was a good night. It was some good wrestling. And a fucking war games match that's been long, long overdue. And I can only hope that WWE adopts this ideal. And there is murmurings and rumors that when Vince kicks this venture off with his own company outside of the WWE that he could be turning Creative Reigns over to Triple H. Please do. We love you, Vince. Still not you sold, brought us this far. Still
0: not sold on Triple H as a as, as a
1: <clears throat> He's doing great with NXT. Could you imagine NXT everywhere?
0: He's doing, he's doing straight. He's doing great with NXT, but NXT is made to be NXT. NXT is not the main roster. When you give Triple H the fucking uh, pen to the main roster, that's different than giving him the pen. It
1: could be be really bad. It could be really bad. But you know what? America took a fucking gamble on Trump. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. It's fucking amazing. I'm just saying it's
1: not going to be worse than that.
0: Um... let's move on so I'm gonna talk about the best non WWE pay-per-view of the year and this one actually goes to a dual promoted show and uh, some of you might be thinking we cheated it's a dual promoted show not only is it a dual promoted show it was a four-night event but we, we shouldn't be punished for enjoying what other people decide to do. WWE can do a four-night fucking Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. They can choose to do that. They don't do it. They don't do it. So fuck them. So the non-WWE pay-per-view of the year award goes to the Ring of Honor and New Japan cro- co-promoted War of the Worlds show. This was a four-night main event co-hosted by two of the biggest wrestling promotions in the world. In fact, outside of WWE, I would say this is number one and two, with New Japan being one and Ring of Honor being two. Yes. And by gum, this did not disappoint. You know, we got to um, tell them the story, man. We, we we have to. That's what I was going to say. We got to get into the story. So, obviously, when you have a show like this, there's one night that is like your main all-encompassing night where you put on your best shows but that doesn't mean it's the best matches it just means this is where you're this is what most of it's leading up to so i told pasty i said hey roh new japan's putting on war on the worlds there's some fucking awesome matches that are going to be here you need to watch this and we'll talk about it so i watched it and then he didn't watch it so i was like next week i was like dude fucking watch it Similar to fucking Ring of Honor Final Battle But anyways <laughs> I was like dude watch it So then he went and he found it on online cause you know we, we don't have access to Ring of Honor shit we gotta find shit So sue us. I'm sorry. So anyways he found it. Don't and he sue us, it. we don't got a lot got of
1: money.
0: It. And then he talked Join to Join the me Patreon
1: if you're like, gonna sue us.
0: He was like, oh, I liked this match, I liked this match. And I was like, well, I like this match, I like this match. Well, neither of us jived what the matches were. Come to find out, he watched, like, night three, and I watched, like, the main night. That you're, yeah, that, that had, like, I watched that the show live from it.
1: Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing! And I took notes! Yeah, I had a whole fucking two pages of notes. And it was fantastic and astounding. And then we got together for the podcast, and that was when we realized we had watched two completely <laughs> different shows. And ladies and gentlemen, that is why this is the best non-WWE pay-per-view of the year. It was enjoyed in two completely different existences. And yeah. it was beloved. And not only that, because
0: it did... it. For that reason, it holds a special place in both of ours' hearts. Yeah, oh yeah. But, you go back, you go back, and you, uh, it, l- let me talk about it. Because, remember, this is a four-night event. I'm not going to tell you everything that happened. But listen to some of the highlights, okay? We saw Ring of Honor's Dalton Castle and the boys defeat New Japan Pro Wrestling's Chaos Faction, which consisted of Trent Beretta, Gato... And Rocky Romero. Then we saw the Briscoes, Los Ingros Nobles de Japón, which was represented by Evil and Sonata, who are an amazing team, and the team of the Beer City Bruiser and Silas Young in a three-way tag match. Then, the following night, the Briscoes and Bully Ray we're brawling with Los Ingraneblos de Japon, which was Evil Ensenada along with Kota against Chaos, which is Trent Breda, Hiroki Goru, and Rocky Romero with Will Ospreay, dealing a loss to the Bullet Club. Cody Rhodes, Hangman Page, and the Young Bucks. We also see Marty Scurll defending his title against Matt Seidel in a wild ride we had Hiroshi Tanahashi Beating Adam Cole who is now in WWE folks. We had the fallen angel Christopher Daniels Holding on to the Ring of Honor title in a three-way against Cody and Jay Lethal So you had Christopher Daniels Cody Rhodes and Jay Lethal and we seen a Philadelphia street fight between Marty Skrull and Adam Cole which Marty Skrull won It was just there were so many great fucking matches in these four nights and a lot of you listening to this may only be WWE fans and may say "Whoa, it's four nights there's a lot of shit a lot of New Japan Ring of Honor um, pro wrestling gorilla a lot of things have multiple nights they don't only do them in one night this is pretty common in fact, this wasn't the first multiple-night event that they ran this year. So uh, yeah, this was actually a great pay-per-view, and uh, maybe there were better matches. This these had some great matches, but maybe there were some better matches. But the connection it has to Pasty and I trumps <laughs> everything because we'll always have this story. That him and I have together. That just makes this so memorable. Whenever I think of this pay-per-view, I'm always going to think of pasty. Every time. Next year when War of Worlds comes around and they have their multi-day shows, I'm going to think of pasty. I'll
1: probably watch the wrong one again on purpose. (laughs) Coming up next, Straight Out the Heart. Of the nicest state in the Union. The Mini Award going to in honor of Minnesotans past and present. And this year, the winner of the so damn nice award is Vern Ganya. Considered as one of the most important names in the wrestling business and one to train many accomplished names of the business Legendary wrestler and promoter Vern Gagne is our recipient of the first ever a beef sticks mini Which is a huge Woo! award. It's not a mini yes. tiny little beef stick You get that in Japan <laughs> Olympic wrestler NFL star trainer, promoter, wrestler, naval underwater demolisher, and my grandmother lived just four blocks from his house and I remember as a kid walking with them and and saying hello to Mr. Ganya and just great. Ganya wore many hats and was more successful more than successful at all after his mother died Vern left his home and was all and was all on his own he stayed in school he took his vitamins he said his prayers and excelled in football which is one more than Hulk Hogan ever did baseball wrestling winning district regional and state championships in the high school wrestling as well as being named to the All-State football team. In 1943, he was recruited to play football for the University of Minnesota, Golden Gophers, where he was named the All-Big Ten team to the... Yeah,
0: Big Ten team All! You know what? My mom said she took the All Big Ten team, but I think it was something different. I'm not sure, but she said she took the All Big Ten team. So that's, that. that's
1: got to be something like Debbie Does Dallas.
0: Yeah, shout out to my mother, All Big Ten team. Take it, take it all, take all. Isn't Big that Ten what
1: her Ten tramp team. stamp says?
0: It is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've seen it. You fucked her.
1: Uh <laughs> Black Velvet, folks.
0: Black Velvet and a little whore screams <laughs> Where are we at, dog? You
1: oh. After one year of college, Ganya enlisted with the Navy underwater demolition team. After his tour was up, he chose to return to the University of Minnesota, where as an amateur wrestler, he captured two NCAA titles and was also an alternate for the United States freestyle wrestling team at the 1948 Olympic Games. He later said he might have wrestled in the Olympics, but his coaches had discovered that he had earned money winning a wrestling match at a carnival thus putting his amateur standing in question
0: can't make money can't take money nope
1: nope in 1947 gagne joined the chicago bears nfl team but george halas the bears owner refused to let Vern do both football and wrestling he had to make a choice Vern followed his heart and his wallet and went to Texas to wrestle for the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA, folks. <coughs> in 2000,
0: niggas with attitude.
1: In a 2006 interview for WWE, Gania's son Greg mentioned that wrestling was much better at a paying job Then, time playing football as recently as the 1970s. It was not uncommon for NFL players to have a second job during the NFL offseason to help make ends meet. You can take it from here, homie.
0: All right. So Vern Gagnon, he won the newly created Chicago version of the NWA United States Championship and soon became one of the most well-known stars in wrestling during the so-called Golden Age of television, thanks to his technical prowess, which wowed audiences. He was rumored to be the highest-paid wrestler. At one point during the 1950s, he reportedly was earning a $100,000 a year. Might not sound much now, but in the 50s, that was fucking huge, folks. By the early 60s, though, the highly wealthy Ganya rarely wrestled, and he turned his focus towards building a wrestling promotion of his own. That resulted in 1960 when Ganya formed his own promotion, the American Wrestling Association lovingly called the AWA by all of us that remember it, and instantly he became its top star. That same year, Gagne was awarded the AWA World Heavyweight Championship after Pat O'Connor, most, uh, most wrestling aficionados will remember that name, failed to defend the title against the number one contender who was Vern Ganya. Vern would go on to become a nine-time AWA world champion, Some folks say a ten time, but on record it's nine time, which was a record for the promotion. He also had the third longest world title reign in wrestling history, holding the AWA title from August 31st, 1968 until November 8th, 1975. That is a total of seven years, three months, when he finally lost the belt to Nick Bockwinkle. So besides what he did himself, Nick, uh, Vern Gagne trained, in whole or in part, about 93 different wrestlers. Almost 100 wrestlers. We're going to name just a handful of them that you'll probably recognize the names of. His son, which was Greg Gagne, Larry the Axe Henning, and his son, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning... <laughs> Rick Flair, Gene and Ole Anderson of Horseman fame, Dick the Bruiser, Jumping Jim Brunzel of the Killer Bees. Dick the WWE. Bruiser, that's my
1: porn name. <laughs> I
0: bet it is. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Everybody knows Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Bob Backlund, The Iron Sheik, Blackjack Mulligan, Scott Flash Norton of NWO fame, Ken Patera, Jimmy Valiant, Baron Von Raschke, Buddy Rose, and, of course, Hulk Hogan. Vern Gagne is one of only six people to be inducted into the WWE, WCW, and Professional Wrestling Halls of Fame, and is also a Cauliflower Alley Club Lou Award recipient. Even in his final days, Vern couldn't leave wrestling behind. Listen to this. This is something that's widely known in Minnesota, but not so much outside of the state. And I'm surprised how many folks don't know this. On January 26, 2009, Vern Gagne got into an altercation with Helmut Gutman, a 97-year-old resident of the Bloomington, Minnesota facility where they both resided. This is an old folks home this is like a um, uh, what do you call it? A retirement castle? What do you call an old folks' home? Pasty, is it? Uh, um, I call it an old folks' home. I don't know. Yeah, what. that's what I call. So anyways, it. he lived in an old nursing folks home.
1: Okay. Assisted so, living center.
0: According to Gutman's, yeah, yeah, yeah. According to Gutman's widow, who was not actually present during the altercation, Ganya picked up Gutman and hurled him to the floor in a fucking, in a, in, in a, damn body slam motion, then broke his hip by pulling back on his body in a camel clutch type hold. Neither man had any recollection of the incident. <laughs> Gutman was admitted to the hospital and actually died on February 14th from complications from the injuries. On February 25th, 2009... The older man's death was officially ruled a homicide. So Vern Gagne murdered the cocksucker by the Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office. But on 12th, 2009, the Hennepin County Prosecutor's Office officially announced that Ganya would not be criminally charged as a result of the death because of Ganya's dementia. He lacked the mental capacity necessary to have intended to harm Gutman. <laughs> um, I love the fact that even when his brain isn't there, his body still knows to wrestle people. <laughs> like, he wasn't trying to kill this dude. His body, like, maybe they bumped into each other or something, and his body was just like, Shit! Right. Body slam! Ammo clutch! Oh!
1: <laughs> it's like war flashbacks from now
0: yeah, and he was strong enough to do it. Like, I know the other guy was frail, but when you're that age, that you got to put a little bit into it, right? Yeah. Um, If you grew up in Minnesota, Vern Gagne, you don't even have to be a wrestling fan. You know Vern Gagne, you know AWA. Right. Almost everybody I talk to, their grandparents and great-grandparents... Watched AWA. I mean, it was just normal. It was what you did, right?
1: It's a Minnesota Wrestling Promotion. And,
0: yeah. yeah, and look at the people he trained. And it's not even the list of people who came through here. Talk about Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Oh, excuse me. Scott Hall got big in the AWA. Um, Larry Zbyszko got big in the AWA. There was a lot of people who got big. In Vern's promotion, not even that he trained. I mean, it's, it's huge. For the first ever, for the first ever uh, fourth annual mini award, that's the man you gotta pick. He epitomizes Minnesota wrestling, to me, to me, and to you. He epitomizes Minnesota wrestling.
1: Yeah. He's a legend and icon and somebody to look up to, especially when you're in a nursing home. You can get away from murder if you take the (laughs) Gagne plan. Yeah. Now, coming up next, we're coming into a couple of uh, more personal awards.
0: brought to you
1: from the heat of our loins and held up to you for your highest honor. Of course, we had the individual Fat Mac and Pasty White Awards. Now, we mulled things over, and for a while, my my pick was going to go to AJ Styles, but he ended up actually making his place on the show like he belonged. So let's talk about a man... I agree. A man with two hands. A man who made history. Oh my, <laughs> my pick for the Pasty White Award 2017 <laughs> for the fourth annual Beefy Award show.
0: You son of a bitch. Is
1: James... You
0: son of a bitch. <laughs> let's talk about... I didn't, I didn't know about this. This is a shoot. I didn't know this is who he was picking. Oh, Go ahead, <clears throat> buddy. Go ahead. I'll, let's, I'll let you go uninterrupted.
1: Let's talk about a humble man from humble beginnings, born from parents with no chins. Once again, a man with not one hand, but two hands. And that man can... He showed up in the WWE as a random jobber for Braun Strowman. And in that moment, he got over Braun Strowman with the crowd. It was the beginning of Braun's career. But in that moment, James Ellsworth was the shining light of the internet wrestling community. Shortly thereafter, WWE approached him. Signed him to a five-year contract, folks. Five years they wanted to invest in this man. (coughs) He went on to be a famous... Well, he went on to defeat AJ Styles multiple times. Yes, yes he did. He almost won the WWE Championship. He then turned his sights to the women's division where he himself won the first ever women's money in the bank match not once but almost twice James Ellsworth is a god among men humble everyday men if he can do it why the fuck haven't you? Get off your ass and show Vince McMahon you got two hands. Thank you, James Ellsworth. You have made our day and our year brilliant. By the way, James Ellsworth, folks, is taking booking for 2018 right now at Ellsworth at whatever the rest of that email was.com. Check out his Facebook. Shill, shill, shill.
0: Uh you know what, for for as much as I, I I hate that. He deserves it. He deserves <laughs> it 100%. He is he is he's right up there with the Bucks and Chris Jericho as somebody that said, "You know what? I can be uh, nobody in in the Indies and I can be somebody if I'm in the right place at the right time." I I have nothing against James Ellsworth the person. I don't think he's as good as a lot of the people that are in WWE, but he found a way to get himself there and get himself paid. That's what you do as a pro wrestler. Fuck yeah! Um, This is probably the perfect recipient for an award like this, especially from. I think this is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have. When you said it, I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) But no, you're you're right. He deserves some sort of recognition. I don't think there's anybody else gender included that went from such a low to such a high in this calendar year. Nobody. Nobody. He I mean, he did it. Wow. Fucking wow. Yes, I dig indeed. it, man.
1: I mean, you just, you you can't argue with it. He, he's just a guy. He's just a guy with two hands. With two fists. With two hands. And, and he climbed to the top of the ladder. Literally.
0: Hey, those two hands grabbed the bracelet ring sooner than Cesaro did. (laughs) Sorry to say it. So that leads me to the Fat Mac Award. And my award is going to Tetsuya Naito. Anybody who knows New Japan Wrestling knows Tetsuya Naito. Anybody who doesn't know New Japan Pro Wrestling probably has no idea what the fuck I'm saying. Naito is a former IWGP champion former IWGP Intercontinental Champion, and former IWGP Never Openweight Champion. He is also the only wrestler who has held those three titles. He also held the IWGP Tag Team Champion and IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions with former partner Yojiru Takahashi with whom he teamed as No Limit. Shout out to Master P.
1: We just some No Limit those, soldiers.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought I told in addition
0: you. to those, Naito is also a two-time winner of New Japan Pro Wrestling's premier singles tournament, which is the G1 Climax, which they heard held for the first time a section this year in America. He is having won it in 2013 and 2017 and in 2017 he actually earned a five and three-quarters star match which is the fourth highest rated match ever let alone this year he also won the New Japan Cup in 2016 and in 2016 and 2017 Tokyo Sports named Naido the wrestler of the year. This guy is basically the wrestler. This this guy is basically the best wrestler nobody knows. If you're in Japan, you definitely know Tatsuya Naido. If you're outside of Japan, you probably don't know him. He doesn't show up on Ring of Honor cards. He doesn't show up on the Indies in America. He's basically just in New Japan, but he's so fucking talented. He's so fucking amazing. He's put on some of the best matches. He's done some of the best shit in the world. Tatsuya Naido deserves recognition one form or the other. Shut the fuck up, you damn
1: god (laughs) She's hype for Tetsuya.
0: Would you grab her and get her the fuck out of here? My fucking choker. Damn it. Sorry, folks. I don't know if y'all can hear the dog, but I heard her and she was bothering me. (laughs) Fuck. Tatuyo Naido is my pick as the Fat Mac recipient of the year because he fucking deserves it.
1: All right. And now for the final award of this prestigious night on the eve of the 4th Annual Beefy Awards. The Beef Sticks Award! A.K.A. The the Beefy! The Lifetime Achievement Highest Recognition Award in the Industry goes to the Macho Man Randy Savage. For he is whence the name has risen from. Without him, we would not be Beefsticks Podcast. We would no, be he's... fat and handsome.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which we both are. We're we... both both of old.
1: <clears throat> mm. Rachi. <laughs> Rachi. <laughs> R-
0: <laughs> Who the fuck is Rachi?
1: <laughs> Boom. Faceplant plant right off the job
0: <laughs> rachi oh that's gonna be a new award next year the rachi award rachi <laughs> i'm dying over here
1: i'm dying over here <laughs> rachi
0: oh, oh. <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> I hate you, you magnificent bastard. <coughs> Randy Mario Poffo epitomizes what beef stick stands for. Wrestling? Check. Men? Check. Facial hair? check machismo check loud and unstable you bet your fucking ass but the only thing that we don't embody around here when it comes to macho man randy savage is an extreme cocaine addiction but that's just me
0: speak for yourself pasty
1: (laughs) From playing for Major League Baseball in the St. Louis Cardinals, Cincinnati Reds, and Chicago White Sox, to wrestling as the Spider, to an on-air wedding, to putting out his own rap album, which I still listen to, probably once a year,
0: BE A MAN, Hulk.
1: I love it. I love it. Savage's journey has been about as wild as himself. A man who always self-conscious about himself, he would walk into the ring on his toes to appear taller and always wore a hat or bandana to cover his bald spot. Randy was a perfectionist in all he did. Steamboat once said of their iconic WrestleMania 3 match, We were using the yellow legal pad and writing down steps, and we got into like a hundred-something steps. Finally, when we got the match top to bottom, he would then meet me and have me quiz him. And I would say, okay, I'm at step 55, and this is this. Now tell me the rest of the match. And he would go, step number 56 is this, and number 57 is that. We would go back and forth. He was involved in one of the most famous storylines in WWF history, teaming with Hulk Hogan in the Mega Powers, then their feud breaking up. He was also involved in the first on-air wedding in WWF history. His marriage to Miss Elizabeth, and I think the only uh, successful on-air wedding to date. He was an early opponent to and member of the iconic NOW. And the spin-off faction, now Wolfpack. I'm pretty sure Actually, that's be,
0: NWO. <laughs> NWO. <laughs> are you
1: them
0: with shit now? Are you them with shit now? No, that's autocorrect there. It should be NWO. <laughs> <or> N-W-O. <laughs> I,
1: I figured that was wrong, but I'm going to read yeah, off the telecracker.
0: He was an early opponent to a member of the iconic <laughs> NWO and spin-off faction NWO Wolfpack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he won 29 titles during a 32-year career, including the WWF World Heavyweight Championship twice and the WZ, w, w, WCW World go. Heavyweight Championship four times. Four times! A one time WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, Sh- Savage was named by the WWE as the greatest IC champion of all time and was credited for bringing a higher level of credibility to the title through his amazing in ring performances. I'm trying to mentally throw you a bone here.
0: Aside from championships, he was the 1987 WWF King of the Ring and 1995 WCW World War III winner. A major pay-per-view attraction in the 80s and 90s, Savage headlined WrestleMania's 4, 5, and 8 being part of a double main event at the last of those presentations, as well as four of the first five Summer Slams and the 1995 edition of WCW Starrcade, along with many other events. At the peak of his popularity, he held similar drawing power to that of Hulk Hogan. Let us remind you he was posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2015, his brand of manliness earned him the spokesman for Slim Jim Beef Sticks from 1993 until 2000, and that helped give us as Beef Sticks Podcast our identity as you the fans know it. Without Macho Man Randy Savage, there would not be the Beef Sticks podcast that you know. We might be here,
1: but, but we'd be
0: different.
1: That is true. And I
0: think he earns this award. He he definitely earns the very first Beefy Award. God bless the Macho Man Randy Savage.
1: God bless him. Rest in peace, sir. We love you, and we'll carry on your legacy proud.
0: We'll try. That's all the beefies. Let me uh, let me get a refill, and I'll be right back, Pasty. All right, folks.
1: I suppose now is about the time, you know, snow's here, setting in. All we can think about is next August, twenty eighteen. When the Galactic Get Down Part Three strikes down in Dallas, Minnesota. We may be there entertaining. We may be there enjoying. One way or another, we will be there. You can't miss the Galactic Get Down, brought to you by Seahorse Productions and Dead Larry. Vicarious Visions and many, many more wonderful and brilliant people. This is a top-notch summer music festival, and this year being brought to an all-new location with running water on site, which is, you know, something we didn't quite have before. We still may do, but it'll be really nice to have it on site, as well as electricity at every campsite For those of you who find it so hard to rip yourself away from your world of electronics, thus bringing the Galactic Get down to new heights as a more well-rounded festival for the family. See acts like Dead Larry in the past have performed alongside Frogleg, Useful Jenkins, Kind Country, and many more. This festival ranges from a wide variety of music, from festival rock to hip-hop, to bluegrass, to country, to folk, to EDM, and more. The Galactic Get Down will melt your brain, and the aliens will not bring you back until the end of the weekend. Yes, folks, the Galactic Get Down 2018 in Dallas, Minnesota when I read Dallas the first time I got scared
0: <laughs> <laughs> right I've actually uh, I've, I've been, I've been fi- trying to find some wardrobes uh, for this one there's, there's one that I found that I really want for the galactic get down so I'm going to try to find a way to save up money and get this uh, certain piece of wardrobe for the galactic get down We'll see.
1: We will see. All I know is I'm excited for it, and they just announced it. Uh, Early bird pre-sale tickets come out before artist announcements, and they will be the cheapest you will be able to get them. They go on sale the first of the year, folks, so jump on that while you can. I guarantee you it's going to be a blast no matter who they bring. It's always an epic time. And being there last year, I can say that one guy himself said he would be there headlining this year's show. So we can see a repeat performance from him, as well as a lot of other beloved local acts and acts from around the country that you might not have heard of, but y- you'll want to keep listening. What a great And that great one weekend.
0: guy is awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Dead Larry is fantastic. Every year so far, they put on two nights of music in very original settings. And it's... It's it's a fucking blast.
0: Come you look, live your you mental wonderland. If you go out there, if you go to the galactic get down, I promise you that I will come over with his slap bag and let you fucking suck on my slap bag. I promise you. I promise. I, you. I think I can I promise. Strata will probably be, be
1: handing out Dutch rudders again as well.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's going to be handing out Dutch Rudders left and right. He'll be handing out more Dutch Rudders than I have slap bags to slap. (laughs) So come on down to the Galactic
1: Get Down. get, Get your bags slapping, Dutch Rudder. It'll be a wonderful time.
0: So speaking of somebody who can't control their fucking urges... Jeff Jarrett has finally returned home after treatment. We all know that he ended up having to uh he ended up getting fired from Impact Wrestling, which they had renamed Global Force Wrestling and then had to take away that title because they kicked him out because uh he had some unsavory performances. He's finally left treatment. We're hoping the best for him. Karen Jarrett shared a photo update on social media. Oh, oh, excuse me. Which showed the couple laying on the couch together, and the caption was merely a hashtag saying, all is right in my world. And we here at Beef Sticks Podcast are wishing Jeff Jarrett the best of luck, and we hope that he gets whatever help he needs and that he's on whatever path he needs to be on. It might be time um, to
1: drop the whole global force wrestling thing, though. Just, just saying.
0: <laughs> you mean by him or by Impact? Because Impact's already dropped it.
1: No, I mean by him.
0: Oh, him. Yeah.
1: It's already gone through its gold-selling scam phase. Nobody's
0: buying. Yeah, nobody's buying your gold bars, motherfucker. <laughs> um, some more good news. Assuming that Jeff is clean, I I I, I call that good news. Brett the Hitman Hart announced that he is now one fucking hundred percent cancer-free. Yeah! After one year of undergoing surgery for prostate cancer. All but he had to do out. is this stay
1: away from Seth Rollins.
0: This is so good to hear. This is so good to read. This feels so good to say. In her interview with Blooms Magazine, Brett had a message, though, for all men, and I want to spread that message through our podcast and through our uh, 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 YouTube channel because let's save some fucking lives here, folks. Bret Hart said, you know, it's so critical for me to stress that it's just a blood test, Hart said, as he urged men to get screened for prostate cancer. He said, you got to go in. And get a blood test if you're a man over 40 you need to go in don't wait to be like my brother Smith who is a guy who didn't worry about it and it's too late now if you've got prostate cancer you if you don't catch it early you could die from it and if you catch it early you can live a pretty normal life I would say I'm pretty close to normal Many folks would argue Bret Hart's not close to normal, but that doesn't take away from the fact that folks get yourself checked, find something close. If you, the sooner you get it fucking found out, the sooner you take care of it. I'm so happy Bret Hart is 100% cancer free. That's something you don't wish on not. you wish on very few people. I recently found out that a person died of cancer, and it was a person that super deserved it, and I'm okay with it. And I'm like, yeah, fucking. I'm glad he died of cancer. Good for you, but not everybody's like that. Hey, you got anybody that needs to die of cancer? (coughs) Nah. Nah. No, I super recently had somebody die of a uh, throat, uh, lung, can- throat cancer. It was, and it was just like, dude, good for you. You deserved it. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Lie about it? <laughs> Some people deserve it. Some people don't. Some people do. You're up next, pasty.
1: PWInsider.com is reporting that WWE hosted a Christmas party after Raw on Monday night as a way to thank the roster for working on Christmas this year. At this Christmas party, Vince McMahon personally distributed the very same steroids he's been feeding to Jinder Mahal for the last year, as they have now passed the approval testing period. Yes.
0: Not only that, they passed out New Day Pancakes. And they passed out uh, pages of vagina. <laughs> so everybody, everybody got a taste of a little bit of all of that. And good for them, you know. Tis the season. Tis, tis the season. The season. Tis In other news,
1: New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming back to the United States for a special one-night event. Woo! The show is titled Strong Style Evolved, and will not. Feature Shinsuke Nakamura. It will be held at the Walter Pyramid Arena in Long Beach, California, on March 25th. The Walter Pyramid sits approxi- on approximately seats approximately 5,000 fans and hosted the two-night 2017 G1 special, which should hold a place in Americans' hearts, as this is the venue where Kenny Omega became the first-ever IWGP United States Champion. Too sweet to that!
0: (laughs) Yes, he was a Canadian who wrestles in Japan who won the United States title. Good for him. Uh, I'm excited for this. They've done so many moves to try to integrate themselves into the United States uh, medium that it's not going to be long before New Japan is actually a competitor to WWE. I give it 10 years. 10 years and they're actually competing in a worldwide audience.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it for a second. <coughs> In other news, um, according to NJ, NJPW1972.com, New Japan Pro Wrestling will announce a video game at the 2018 NJPW Fan Fiesta on January 3rd. The announcement is scheduled for 12.15pm. The event will also feature autograph signings and matches involving the Young Lions, not to be mistaken with the Young Bucks. No. The announcement, matches, and more will be broadcasted on njpwworld.com for the low, low price of 32 schmeckles.
0: Schmeckles. Well, that's how much I paid for my fake boobies right here.
1: I'd probably buy an NJPW video game. Hopefully it's not like the TNA video game.
0: I, you know what, I think it'd be fun. I bought the TNA video game a while back, and I enjoyed it, and hopefully I would enjoy the New Japan video game.
1: I mean, in the same respect, though, you can just go on your WWE 2K whatever recent year and, and download, no, anyone. either that or download somebody's yeah. pre-made character with moveset and everything exactly. already pre-built for you. I mean, it depends on what kind of person you are. I would, I would probably shell out the money to support this, though.
0: I would. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be nice for those of us who can to actually support it and uh, and keep the business flowing. Anything to help so, uh, out
1: the NJPW guys.
0: Back to WWE in an interview with WrestleZone's Brian Fritz, Big Show said that he's he said I think my job, so to speak, whatever you want to call it. That last match I had with Braun Strowman, I kind of passed the torch to Braun Strowman. He's the next big monster. He's the next giant, if you will. So he's saying that Braun Strowman, he's basically saying what we all knew and thought, that Braun Strowman's going to be the next big giant. He's not the next
1: big giant. He's the current big giant.
0: Huh? Not until Big Show leaves How about this we talked about uh, uh, the, the Facebook series WWE is also testing out a new YouTube series called photo shoot which allows superstars to have a look at some of the most iconic moments of their career as of right now, The Miz is the first star to feature in the series, and you can actually find it on YouTube.com, WWE Photo Shoot, where Miz looks back on his uh, some of his matches and comments on them. This sounds interesting. This is something I want to see on the WWE Network. Yeah, why That's are they
1: keep YouTube. doing this content for free when you make us pay for this network?
0: They're working with YouTube to create this because YouTube has this new uh, this new thing where they make shows. They're trying to get into streaming, and they're paying WWE to get into it, so that's why. So WWE now has the network, Hulu, and YouTube that they're all fucking streaming on, besides being free on USA Network. They're spreading themselves awful fucking thin. Now, if they're considering starting a fucking football league, they're really spreading themselves super fucking thin. Think about it, WWE! Think about it! <laughs> <coughs> I gotta fix that. Go ahead, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta try to calm down, man. I gotta try to calm down.
1: Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting Impact Wrestling star EC3 has applied for a trademark to his ring name in an attempt to legally own it. According to the report, EC3, real name Michael Hutter, filed for documents last week. We should be seeing more of this since Ed Nornholm, head of Anthem Entertainment, said that the new Impact contracts will allow wrestlers to own slash keep their name if they leave. Which is cool. Good. They should. And it also always brings the topic of the conversation back to the place they originated. Why not?
0: The only problem is it's like if if EC3 goes to WWE, are they going to call him fucking Derek Bateman again? (laughs) Which is a worthless fucking gimmick. You know, they they changed uh, Drew Galloway to Drew McIntyre. Right. Which, to be honest, Drew McIntyre was big in WWE. Drew Galloway just happened to be bigger outside of WWE. Personally, I like the McIntyre name better. Yeah. See, I I like Galloway better, but, but I think that's just because that's his real name and that's what I was used to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you like the 3MB WWE thing, which is fine. And that's the same with this. It's like, how many people watching... Like what's what's the ratio nowadays between people who, who know everything and people who know only WWE? Is Derek Bateman a better name to go with or is EC3 a better name to go with? because Derek Bateman did zero in WWE EC3 did huge things in TNA What's the smarter market? I I, I don't know. I don't know honestly. I don't I don't know. I would hope
1: he comes in as EC3, but only time will tell.
0: So on to the last, most disappointing, and biggest news. Paige gets banged again. Banged again. Just weeks after returning to action following a year-plus layoff, more than a year, Paige appeared to be injured at Wednesday night's WWE Live event from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. Say it isn't so. Whoa. Paige was teaming with her Absolution stablemates, Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose, against Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and Bailey. During a spot that involved Sasha Banks kicking Paige in the back of the head, Paige went down. And after her not being able to get up multiple times, the referee threw up the dreaded X sign to indicate a possible injury. Absolution was originally scheduled to go over in the match, which ended abruptly due to Paige's injury. Thankfully, the latest updates indicate Paige's injury is not as bad as initially feared. According to PW Insider, Paige suffered a stinger during the spot. For those of you who don't know, a stinger is just a sudden pinch of the nerve that goes away, and it causes uh, temporary uh, numbness. But it was, but she was not hospitalized. Dave Meltzer tweeted that Paige is "quote unquote" okay. Paige is reportedly being evaluated today, and she's being taken off the road for precautionary measures. Uh, Hope the best for her, because this would be bad timing for her to be injured after she just came back with a fucking... with a group. Uh, Yeah, it's rough stuff. You never want to
1: see it happen. It does happen, and it happens almost all too often, especially in the last few
0: years. But it sounds like it might be nothing, so that that's a positive. Let's, let's hope. Let's hope.
1: Alright, now for the last segment of the night. We are going to discuss and make our picks for New Japan, Pro Wrestling Kingdom 12. And for the sake of time, seeing as we're already at 2 hours and 20 minutes, I think we should go a little rapid fire on this one, and we can discuss it more after the event.
0: Sure, let's go for it. You know, I was hoping we could wait until next week to do this. The only problem is this happens exactly a week from today, but at 2 a.m. So the show will already be done by the time we put out our show. Only by a handful of hours. Um, we'll maybe get a chance to watch it, maybe not. So I figured we have to make our picks now because the winners will be done by the time our show comes next week. So let's let's get it over with now. Let's make our picks. Uh, both Pasty and I aren't eloquent with everything that's going on in New Japan, so so a lot of this might be guesses. But let's fucking do it, Pasty. Let's do it. Coming on first the
1: IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, Rapungi 3K, that's showing yo versus the young bucks Nick and Matt.
0: Yes. And don't forget that uh, uh Rocky Romero will be in the corner of Rapungi 3K. He is the manager of those three. He, that makes he things interesting. Re- he retired Rapungi Vice and started Rapungi 3K and he, he picked these two as his his the two to carry on the legacy of Rapungi.
1: Well, with what I'm hearing and what I don't know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Rapungi retains somehow. Due to nefarious deeds.
0: You know what? I, I, I'm I not trying to copy you, but that's what I'm going with. I think Rapungi 3K ends up uh, keeping. I don't think the Bucks take the junior heavyweight tag team champions <coughs> from Rabunki 3K. Up
1: um, next, we got the gauntlet match for the never-open-weight six-man tag team championships. Bullet Club, the members Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa. Versus Chaos, Trent Veretta, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toro Yano. Versus Michael Elgin in War Machine versus Suzuki Gun. That's Taichi Takashi Izukia and Zack Sabre Jr. Versus Taguchi Japan,
0: <laughs> the team
1: of Juice Robinson. Gotta glove the juice. Raisuki Taguchi. He, you can tell he's a tag team star. It's right there in the name.
0: Right. <laughs> and Toga MacBee. You did really good on that, Pasty. I am super (laughs) impressed with how how well you did on that. I am super fucking impressed on how well you did on that. You get credit just for fucking saying it right. Do I get an honorary beefy? (laughs) You get an honorary beefy for knowing... (coughs) the never-open-weight fucking six-man-tag championship was for anyways. Because it's just a throwaway fucking championship. That's the team right. title of New Japan. Yeah.
1: It's the six-man-tag-team championship. There's, there's, what, six tag teams here? Four. But right.
0: still.
1: <laughs> um,
0: and it's gauntlet. That means that, that that they come out one at a time. You know what I mean? Oh. It's gauntlet style. So they're not all in there together. It's gauntlet style.
1: Do the champions come in last? Nobody knows. Man, it's, uh... Just being me, a white American wrestling purveyor, I'm gonna have to say the Bullet Club. But I have no idea. Part of me wants to say Elgin and War Machine, too, but...
0: I'm gonna say it's Suzuki Gun. Um, not that I've been paying a lot of attention to what's been going on lately, but I could uh, I could see Suzuki Gun taking it. Um, of course the bullet club are the champions and I could see them keeping it. and you got Bad luck Fae and Tamatanga who are two of the original bullet club members. Along with Tonga Loa, um, you yeah, Tonga Roa in there. Uh, a lot of folks don't know. Tama Tonga, Loa, and Tonga Roa are actually uh, Meng or Haku. It's, it's their son. Mm-hmm. So
1: there you
0: go. So they're related and, and to the rock, know, too. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Meng and Haku are not related to the rock. Mangaku, not related to The Rock, no. Blood Brothers, yo. Sure, we'll say that. (laughs) What do we got next? Cody versus
1: Coda Ibushi. In a match that's being billed as Cody versus Coda Ibushi and not much else.
0: Cody versus Coda. The name of the code. Code versus Code! It's the Code Breakers! Code it up!
1: I'm gonna say...
0: Watch 1995's Hackers movie and see who wins the Codes!
1: (laughs) Code Ibushi wins this one. That's my call.
0: Codes, motherfucker! Codes! Code Ibushi. Um I'll go with Cody Rhodes just cause I think everybody's sucking his dick.
1: So you might as well too?
0: I don't yeah, I don't see it. But you know what? <laughs> just because I don't see it don't mean I can't open my mouth and let it in.
1: <laughs> you know Up next mean? we got the IWGP Tag Team Championships Killer Elite Squad. That's Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer versus Los Ingobernobles de Japón, Evil Insanada.
0: Nobles de Japón.
1: I'm going with those guys. They're pretty
0: good, though. Uh, you know what? I'm going. I'm going with that also. I'm, I'm also going with Los Ingra Nobles de Japon. Evil and Sonata. These motherfuckers got it going on.
1: <coughs> yes, they do. Up next, now this sounds interesting. Uh, hair match and no seconds death match for the never open weight championship. Minoru Suzuki versus Hiroki Goto.
0: Okay, so I I just want to let American fans know what a no seconds mean. No seconds is basically a a bard from ringside. So a second is who you have come with you to ringside. So if you have a no seconds, that means nobody else can be ringside. So it's basically, it just means there's no other people ringside. I just think it's funny that it's a
1: death match. And there's also the stipulation of your hair is going to get cut off. Like, dying's worse mm-hmm. than that, though.
0: <laughs> no, hair is worse than that. People have died. Have you, have you ever seen a corpse? They're dead with their hair still on them, pasty. It's a bigger thing to lose your hair than to lose your life. Let me tell you what.
1: Um, I don't know who's going to win this one. But we're all going to win this one, because it's a fucking deathmatch, and they're always I, I, I'll wonderful.
0: tell you, I'm going goto
1: Okay. you going nobody? My, my vote is for There Will Be Blood. If that happens, I get a point.
0: <laughs> well, it should happen. <laughs>
1: And then we have the Fatal 4-Way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yes, friends, champion Marty Skrull defends his title versus Hiromu Takahashi. Kushida versus Kushida versus Will Osprey. This should be a good match.
0: Looking forward to it. This should be it. an awesome match. If you're a fan, if you're if you're an American fan who's who's uh, if you're an American wrestling fan who's fan of the flip floppy and tons of fucking uh, holds and this and that, this is your fucking match right here.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think out of this lineup, my money is actually probably on Will Will Osprey.
0: Will Osprey, good for you. <laughs> I'm going Marty Skrull. I I think he's going to keep it. I think he keeps this title. I I think he earned it. I think he deserves it. And I think he keeps it.
1: Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. And rounding out the final three, we have the IWGP Intercontinental Championship versus... Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jay White. And with White being a honorary member of the Pasty White family of White names, not resounding with White power, my, my vote is for Jay White.
0: See, I'm trying to figure out. I'm pretty tight on this one, but if you're going to go Jay White, I think I'll go Tanahashi. Jay
1: Wahoo,
0: is he? I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty torn on this one, but if if you're going to go Jay White, I'll go Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'll, I'll go with him. Um, I don't know a lot of Jay White. He's a pretty recent wrestler than the last few years. Uh, he got big in New Japan. He, he went to Ring of Honor for a little bit and has done some independents, but uh, not a lot. But Hiroshi Tanahashi, which was you know the the biggest combatant who used to be the IWGP heavyweight champion multiple times, I'll say he keeps it. I don't. I don't think Jay White takes it from him. I don't think this Gaijin. I don't think this fucking Gaijin takes it from Tanahashi.
1: All right. Up next, we got the match that American audiences everywhere are raving about and excitement ensues from the pores of the internet. Of course, the no disqualification match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship of the World. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Now, I love me some Jericho. But I can't wait Wait for him to come back to WWE. So I'm going to go out here and say Kenny Omega keeps his title. Because Jericho's just there for a cup of coffee.
0: Um, I'm going to pick Omega also, but I disagree with you. I think Chris Jericho is going to stay and do multiple matches in New Japan throughout 2018 until... Towards the end of 2018, if not the beginning of 2019, before he gets back to uh, WWE. I agree with you. It's Kenny Omega. He's keeping his title that he just won. But I I, I don't think Chris Jericho goes back for quite a while. I want him back.
1: Consider me selfish.
0: Oh, no, you are selfish.
1: And lastly, we have the match that could easily top the six-star rating, if only. That's right, it's the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. Champion Kazuchika Okada, I said that really bad, but I said it, (laughs) versus Tetsuya Naito. Uh, I don't think Okada drops it here. Maybe he does. I know it's gonna be a, a fun match to watch.
0: these two matches, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and Okada Nido. Fuck. Those two matches. Those two ma I, I I go out on a limb right here. It's uh it's December twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. I go out on a mat on a limb. And say those two matches are better than anything WWE puts on the rest of the fucking 2018. <laughs> Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Kazuchika Okada, Tatsuyo um, Nairou. All I know is
1: when Ken, when Chris Jericho does come back to WWE, whenever that may be, he better bring Omega with him.
0: That's not happening.
1: It's gonna happen. Sure as Daniel Bryan will is, have another WrestleMania moment.
0: The year, I don't think this is the year for Omega for the main reason as um, February is when his contract runs out and I don't think February is when WWE needs him. I guess so I, I can think see your point. I think he's he signs for another year which would be until next February with uh New Japan. I don't know that, but that that would be my guess. Ah, uh, so so who do you pick? Who do you pick? IWGP Heavyweight Championship match: Okada Naito. Okada. Okada. My favorite wrestler, my favorite current living wrestler of all time, is Kazuchika Okada. But
1: every wrestler, living or dead, is a living wrestler of all time.
0: Because they all
1: lived
0: at one point. Well, my favorite living wrestler, my favorite wrestler (laughs) who is alive, and my favorite current wrestler is (laughs) Kudzucho Okada. My favorite wrestler of all time is Terry Bollea, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh, so what do you think, Pasty?
1: I think it's going to be a good show. I can't wait to watch it. I know i got a lot to catch up on because i got to watch the Ring of Honor show as well. It's going to be a lot of stuff. I might not watch Raw or SmackDown. Only time will tell.
0: You know what? I would say if you could skip Raw and SmackDown and watch Ring of Honor Final Battle and watch New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12, do it for next week. Because I think we'll have better stuff to talk about.
1: Alright, well I'll do my best. <coughs> With that said, folks, I guess this is the last time we will uh, be meeting in the year 2017.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: 40 episodes in, we've only just begun to begin to grow Double Chin.
0: 40 episodes in, and we're ready to just fuck you out of our lives. Right. 40 episodes
1: in, just like 42-year-old AJ Styles, we're just hitting our stride. So make sure you turn in next week. On the other side of the year transition, for the first episode of beast6 2018, it's going to be a real Slava Naga.
0: Slava
1: Thank you for joining us. Thank you
0: all us. for sticking with us through this whole year. It's been a fun, amazing, enjoyable year.
1: And we're going to get into so much shit next year. I know we've been talking about it for a while, and it's just got to start happening. We're going to start having more interviews on the show. I'm saying that right now. We're going to have more people on the show, more guests, more to talk about, new segments, different ways to project ourselves to you, If we can work our way into holograms and like hacking people's televisions and just showing up there uninvited. Yes. <coughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Thank you, Vince McMahon, for not interrupting our show this week. It's it's a rare treat, but God bless you. I appreciate it. God bless us, everyone. From those of us at Claude Style Broadcasting to you and yours, I would like to wish you a very happy new year.
0: I love you like a lovesick puppy.
1: And I love you even more. We out.